Golden Weaver, the Woodvale subdivision. When you drive by, you'll see the big Aller sign before you enter the subdivision. Some of those homes are now with builder incentives brand new available. And some of them already have the the Aller Building Company touch, if you will, the style. And, and oftentimes that happens. You find a new home and you love the fixtures. You love the lighting. You love the countertops. You love all of that, those 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 components that give it its feel, its personality. But oftentimes, while you don't want to remodel, you do have a certain taste. And that's where in, in some of the homes that haven't yet been uh, completed in that capacity, uh, you work with Aller Building Company, their showroom floor, all that stuff in one location so you can customize it on your own. So either route, they'll work with you. And again, those builder incentives are in place. So if you are uh, in need of a new home and you don't want to purchase one that is, uh, you know, been lived in or is currently lived in, but just absolutely brand new, then I recommend you you check out that Woodvale development. Again, Golden and Weaver. And any questions that you may have, it is Aller Building Company, O-L-L-E-R. Their contact info under Nick's endorsements at ksgf.com. Uh, there are reports that at some point, I don't know if there uh, is a time that's listed, but the announcement's been made that Biden is going to hold his first press conference. Well, I don't know in how long, but certainly since. Oh, boy. Yeah. I, I hope know. it happens during this show so we could hear it. I, yeah, I don't know if it was just, I saw on uh, Fox. I'll, I'll it's, look it, up, it Yeah, it said it. Biden, but I, I don't know if that is just about to happen at some point. I don't think it is absolutely imminent but i don't know if it's going to be today tomorrow when it's going to be uh this is very interesting now of course he has spoken and he has answered questions off the cuff he's answered them incorrectly we're getting a lot of didn't hear the questions again uh this is something that was utilized by the biden people when he was asked about all the horrific the situation in hawaii and the victims and he said no comment that didn't go over real well, that he was so dismissive. And so we were told, oh, well, he didn't hear the question. Uh, within 24 hours, we've gotten that from Corinne Jean-Pierre, backlash from a statement she made uh, regarding the the anti-Semitism and, and pivoting instead to talk about Islamophobia. And then Biden on a ceasefire issue uh, gave the wrong answer. And so in both of those instances, that they didn't hear the question. There, there's, there's a lot of hearing issues going on with this administration. So I'm, I'm wondering how many questions he will not hear. There were seven, seven questions during the press conference that the White House had to come out and uh, uh, reaffirm their previous stands because uh, President Biden just didn't hear the question properly when he answered it. Uh, if it is, obviously, during this show, we'll carry alive. It's a very, very risky move from this administration. And if it were not Joe Biden, it would make sense. We have Americans that are still being held hostage. We are, we are being attacked by Iran. We have, we're seeing continual attacks by those who are backed by Iran on troops in Iraq. The, so the, there is military engagement. I mean, it's just, thank goodness we got Trump out of the White House. 
We've got the steady hand, the steady leadership of Joe Biden. It's going to recommit stability to the world. So any other president would be announced they're going to hold a press conference. It'd make total sense. I mean, it would it would be odd if they did not. But this is Joe Biden. And we know that it is very dangerous politically and in terms of national security to have Joe Biden answer questions. He says things that from a political standpoint can be detrimental to his political his reelection campaign. But at the same time, I mean, the world is watching and along with actions from this administration, the, the, the things that he says, the backtracking that the administration has to come out, the cleanup that they have to do uh, is, is also part of the weakness that has led to the bad players in the world taking advantage of it. I, I listen, I got to be honest with you, whenever I note that we're in a situation that has been facilitated by the weakness of this administration, this isn't simply responding to bad things and saying, well, it's Joe Biden's fault. Prior to, well, before Biden was even the nominee, we've talked at great lengths about having lack of leadership. And when there is lack of leadership, there's always somebody who's going to fill the void. The question is, is it a good guy or is it a bad guy? That's the way that it works. It's, you know, I, someone is always going to want to be the leader. And if the United States decides that we are not going to demonstrate any leadership and no one else steps up that is a good guy, you're going to have the bad guys scrambling to do it. <clears throat> and that's exactly what we're seeing. We are watching the the active movement of the bad guys vying for that position. This is why we're watching all of the these alliances change. We've watched since Biden has become president, the relationship has 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 on the world stage evolved between China and Russia, between North Korea and Russia, uh, China and Iran, Russia and Israel. Uh, flipping their alliance from Israel to to Hamas. I, I mean, all of this is occurring. Saudi Arabia shifting away from the relationship that was fostered in during the Trump administration with Israel, shifting that away and more towards Hamas. All of this is because of the Biden administration. That's why it's happening now. And it, it's also why it did not happen during the Trump years, because there was very strong leadership. And over the last 48 hours, the demonstration of disconnect from reality has been on display with many people on the left. You have Liz Cheney on Sunday, I believe it was, talking about just how horrible it would be if Trump were president. Nicole Wallace, MSNBC, yesterday noting, see, that this is what they're having to do now um, because they cannot deny the disaster that is the result of the Biden administration. So they have to be like, well, but Trump would be worse. And Nicole Wallace just, I mean, talking about, thank God Trump isn't president today when the world so desperately needs stability to have someone like that in there. This is the result of a lack of stability. That's why this is happening. And once again, there is this presentation that Trump was never president. 
what do you mean? Thank goodness Trump isn't president. None of this happened while Trump was president because Trump was president because of the things that he did. You look at the difference in approach. There's a story, and we'll, we'll, we'll get to some of this. I'm going to move this stuff over here. Uh, who is it? There's a member of Congress that has just come out and really ripping on the administration because we continue to come under attack. Our troops come under attack in Iraq by Iran. And at this point, we're not really doing anything. You look at that versus the Trump approach. Uh, who's their top guy? Suleimani, take him out. Take him out. Now, of course, we were told that that was going to lead to what we're dealing with today, and that is an escalation, that Trump was going to start World War III. And Trump's gamble was no, because Iran is recognizing they're not in charge of this back and forth. We are. They're in charge now, and they know that they're in charge now. They're calling the shots, and Hamas is increasingly calling the shots in the 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 war against Israel. And you're seeing this with, you know, you've, you've got Obama giving a gift to Hamas in terms of marketing. We'll talk about that. You know, slowly but surely, the true colors of the left are coming out here, where they are almost, it appears, working in conjunction with Hamas and the slow release of hostages, utilizing that to call on Israel to not defend itself. And the world recognizes, the bad guys recognize that we have no one ultimately in charge, that they are the ones leading us around, not the other way. And it is frighteningly dangerous to have people in the, you've got, again, the Liz Cheney's and the Nicole Wallace's on MSNBC, and there are others as well, that are living in this fantasy world when we are entering World War III of, well, at least Trump isn't president. Uh, why? More peace accords? Less invasions of countries? Less Jewish people being, uh, you know, ripped out of family members' arms and raped publicly and drugged through the streets bleeding? I, this is really your preference to the Trump years. The results we're seeing today what the Jewish people of Israel and throughout the world are going through today, you prefer, excuse me, prefer that over a time in which there literally was a town in Israel that was named after Trump because of the safety and security that he helped deliver Israel through his presidency? Oh, yes. Thank goodness. Let's get a news update. From Color 10 News, I'm Jesse Inman. The Springfield School Board has decided not to vote on adding a controversial change to the district's anti-discrimination policy, which adds language for sexual orientation and gender identity. Not adding it could impact millions of dollars in funding the school gets from the federal government for the free and reduced price lunch program. There's no date set on a vote to add the language, but there are multiple meetings next month. 81 local veterans are boarding a flight to Washington, D.C. this morning as part of the final honor flight of the Ozarks this year. They are set to take off from the airport around 5.30 this morning, and once they land in the nation's capital, the group of veterans will get to tour the war memorials. Governor Parson will be at the Springfield Branson National Airport when the honor flight returns. 
The public is invited as well. It's expected to land between 9 and 9.30 tonight. From Color 10 News, I'm Jesse Inman. If you've not been to that, that's an incredible event. You know, talking earlier in the first hour about the difference between coming together as a community for positive, uplifting things, noting the the uh, handover of the new home for the Preby family yesterday versus some of the efforts uh, that we see uh, in which people get together and they leave angry and, and are told they're victims because of oppressors and so forth. Uh, another example of, of the, the good, the good in humanity and the feel good and love one another and see the good in people is that return of the honor flight. And if you've not been at the airport when that that plane lands and, and those veterans come off after that amazing day, I definitely recommend. It's meaningful to you. A lot of people, I think, go for the first time thinking it's going to add to meaning for the veterans, and it does. A tremendous amount of meaning, but it will also to you as well for that landing. Usually they try to get in around nine or so, but they do recommend that you go early. First alert forecast, Color 10 Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. 50% chance of rain throughout the day. Otherwise, mostly cloudy, a high near 76. Scattered showers, low around 64. 90% chance of showers. Thursday, high of 72. 60% chance of showers in the morning, then partly sunny Friday with a high of 77. Baby, let me love you down. Hey, one custom car care, all of your car care needs. Don't wait. Get it done. Whether that is your standard routine maintenance, which is beyond the oil changes, by the way. What, one of the things I did uh, with our most recent vehicles is I've learned over time how to better maintain vehicles to keep them in uh, prime condition so that I don't have to buy a new one as, uh, as early as I might otherwise have to. And that is to find out about the, the manufacturer's maintenance schedule because there are things, maybe it's at 77,000 miles or 150,000 miles, that need to be done uh, that you may not think about. And it's all done in order to keep that vehicle running as well and as long as possible. And don't forget also, if you're looking, you do find yourself where you have to buy a new vehicle or new to you, pre-owned vehicle, have them do a full inspection. This is not your government-required inspection for a license, but they can really get in there and see what's going on. This goes well beyond Carfax. And I can't tell you how many of you all that I've, I've talked with, and I've done this myself, took it in, paid to have it done, and was told, hey, here are the problems. I would not get this. And a vehicle that otherwise looks good, it looks good on paper, Carfax, low mileage, one owner, and so forth, and it wasn't necessarily that they're trying to pull anything over. They may not have known that these problems existed. So you can save yourself a lot of hassle with that pre-purchase inspection as well with A1 Custom Car Care. All right. Uh, a couple of um, items regarding Israel. So Biden... Uh, U.S. committed to Palestinians' people's right to self-determination. Biden said yesterday morning, the United States remains committed to the Palestinian people's right to dignity and to self-determination. Uh, the actions of Hamas terrorists don't take that right away. Well, actually, they do, and they have. This is part of the problem, and this is the conflating, that while on one hand, and you see this on the college campuses, a lot of the people that are the activists, they say, well, we're not supporting Hamas. We're, we're out here protesting for the Palestinians. Really? Well, where have you been all this time? Why is it that you're only supporting them when Hamas is in danger of being eliminated? Isn't that interesting? Because the fact of the matter is, if you really, anyone, this administration, any governing body, the United Nations, really truly cared about the Palestinians, then they would have made moves a long time ago to hold Hamas accountable. 
the crap world we keep hearing about that they live in, that's because of Hamas. They're the ones in charge. They were voted by a majority of the Palestinian people. And while we can argue whether they got what they deserved or do they have the ability to unseat these people in elections, I suspect could be wrong. But given the marketing of Hamas, it's probably not a political party that you'd have much success in publicly challenging. But that aside, if you really, truly, genuinely cared about the Palestinian people, these marches, these protests would have been taking place for years against Hamas. The amount of money, the amount of resources that have been given to the Palestinian people, not just by the United States, but by Israel itself, that then is converted into uses for terrorism by Hamas, stealing it from the Palestinian people. And they want to blame the Israelis for that? Arguably, the and I suppose there is truth to this, the hand that the Israeli government does have in the, the conditions that the Palestinians are subject to are because they have tried to help and it made it worse. When they have, and I know I use this as an example, but I think it's just such a an illustration of who we're dealing with with Hamas, when the Israelis provided uh, increased infrastructure, piping, so that there is a greater likelihood and guarantee of clean water for the Palestinians, instead of actually using it for that, Hamas used it all in order to create missiles and missile launchers. So when we hear about the dirty water or the electricity problems or the open-air prison conditions, that is not in any way, shape, or form the result of Israel. That's Hamas. So all of these people in today, evidently, all across this nation, are institutions of higher learning, are going to have students walk out in solidarity with what they say are the Palestinians, but it is Hamas because, again, the Palestinians, these living conditions that we're hearing about have existed all this time. Nothing new. But they wait to walk out. They wait to protest. They wait to march until Hamas is facing some problems. It's when Hamas, as a terrorist organization, is potentially facing the elimination of their terrorist organization. That's when these left-wing activists decide to speak up. That's not for the Palestinians. And in fact, here they are, like I said, if they really truly supported the Palestinians, they'd be all in on getting rid of Hamas. Obama handing a massive marketing gift to the terrorist, criticizing Israel over Gaza, don't harden Palestinians' attitudes for generations. Blaming the victim here. So essentially, this is the concept, it's your fault. There were a number of people that you may recall, blamed the United States for 9-11. Well, you know, we kind of deserve it. I mean, you got to understand where they're coming from because we did this in the Middle East, we did that in the Middle East, and so forth. And, and so they rationalized it, they justified it. 
This is the same approach. Well, you know, if Israel defends themselves and some Palestinians get caught up in the conflict, it's just going to make them hate you more. You're just going to be making more terrorists. So what the Israelis are supposed to do, of course, I suppose every once in a while, just allow for a cleansing to occur. Now, what those numbers should look like, I suppose this is the sort of compromise that the Obama world, that the Democrats want, in which they come to some numbers. Like, all right, well, once, sort of like we have hunting season here, there's certain months you're allowed, there are certain criteria as what you can and cannot hunt. I suppose that that's the sort of compromise and coexistence that we expect the Israelis to do. That, all right, well, during this month, uh, you are free to go door to door and burn babies alive. But only babies during this month. Now, we'll have elderly people uh, a few months later, and that'll be a two-week period. And you got to get your tags ahead of time. And once you get your tags, you know, you have to report how many elderly people you rape and drag through the streets. Is, is this, the, this, this is apparently what the, the Jewish people are supposed to live with in the state of Israel. You know, so that they don't make the Palestinians mad at them for defending themselves. Carol's Breakfast coming up this Friday. We're halfway through the week. Speaking of our favorite day, Lunch Bunch, Retro Metro. If you haven't gotten signed up for that, you can do that at ksgf.com. If you win, then you and five of your friends, coworkers, folks of your choosing will join Sarah and me at Retro Metro for lunch on a Wednesday. This Friday, though, to my original point, of course, we do have our Heroes Breakfast. If you're a veteran, free breakfast at Scramblers as we broadcast live from 6A to 9A. Air services, heating, cooling, plumbing, electrical, Delta roofing, Serenity Honors, and Scramblers all making that possible. Coming up next, uh, is some sort of, I don't know if it's a virus going around in the White House. It's affecting hearing. Corrine Jean-Pierre misheard a question. Joe Biden misheard a question. Everyone's mishearing questions in the White House and having to give new answers to questions regarding Israel. First alert forecast from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. 50% chance of rain throughout the day today, otherwise mostly cloudy, a high near 76. Scattered showers tonight, low of 64. 90% chance of showers tomorrow, 72 for the high end day. 60% chance of showers Friday morning, high near 77. Sarah Myers. Thank you. Well, vehicles are expensive, so if you are in the market to purchase a new one here soon, you want to make sure that you get the right one for you and your family. And that's why I love to recommend Avis, the car rental company, and their brand new long-term rental program. Now, they created this program uh, to kind of bridge that gap between buying a vehicle and leasing a vehicle. And it is great if you are in the market to purchase a vehicle, but you are wanting to do kind of a longer test drive drive before you actually make that commitment. But it's also good if you are a person who likes to lease your vehicles and you're wanting some more flexibility. And it's also good if you are a business owner looking to add to your fleet of vehicles. Now, Avis, they have everything from Chevy Bolt EVs to Jeep Wagoneers to even Ford cargo vans. So they really do have something for everyone. Now, if you want more information on the long-term rental program, just swing by the Avis store. It's located here in Springfield off of Fort and sunshine and you can speak to lauren and of course you can find all of the contact information for avis under the sarah's endorsements tab at ksgf.com 
Green Jean-Pierre says she misheard a question and viral moment that seemingly dismissed anti-Semitism. This is an event that occurred in, you know, of course, all football games, college campuses. A lot of it's in schools, isn't it? The the level of anti-Semitism that is expressed through support of Hamas in these education centers. Isn't that remarkable? I can't imagine cannot imagine being a Jewish student in one of the, uh, one of these university campuses one of these high schools one of these football games in which you oftentimes have have chance of of gas the Jews calls of of Jewish people being run from the river to the sea And of course, you have then the universities talk about, well, you know, freedom of speech is what Harvard said. Well, it's freedom of speech. The university that in terms of ranking of respect for freedom of speech on our major university campuses fell dead last. I guess they found speech they do like. And so with this increasingly acceptable level of anti-Semitism that we're seeing in uh, left-wing bubbles across this country. The White House was asked about it, and Green Jean-Pierre instead just pivoted straight to Islamophobia. This clearly resulted in a backlash, and by the way, not even by those who are necessarily pro-Israeli, but just people who recognize the difference between good and evil. And playing into that, not that all Muslims are evil people, but this attempt to make it seem as if this is just two morally equal sides that are just fighting something out here. So she claimed yesterday she misheard a question, the question during Monday's White House press briefing saying that I appreciate the chance to address this. Yes, I did mishear the question. As I have foot-stomped many times from the podium on air, anti-Semitism is an abomination and so forth, so forth. Now, this is what I want to know. And these are the questions that should be asked. What did you think the question was? You see, they are allowed to come out when they make a statement, I would argue, showing their true colors, their instinct. They realized that this was something that they should not have said publicly. So they come out and say they misheard the question. Well, what did you hear? What question in, were you answering? If you misheard the question regarding the increased acceptance of anti-Semitic chants and, and attacks and so forth in this country, and instead you talk about Islamophobia, what was it that you heard? That's what I want to know. Uh, that same question applies to this next story. From the Hill, White House says Biden didn't hear a question after responding yes about Israel delaying ground invasion. So uh, this was, obviously he heard a question, but what was he hearing that he incorrectly answered? 
In a press conference Friday, President Biden responded yes to a question about Israel delaying a ground invasion until more hostages taken by Hamas are released. The White House later retracted the statement saying that he, oh, he misunderstood the question. The reporter asked Biden if Israel should delay the ground invasion until you can get more hostages out. Straightforward question. Biden said yes. The detailed response from the White House was the president was far away. He didn't hear the full question. The question sounded like, would you like to see more hostages released? Which That is nothing to do. At least they came up with what he claimed or they're saying he claimed he thought the question was. I mean, that was obviously. Why would that question be asked anyhow? Would you like to see more hostages released? The question was, do you believe that they should delay the ground invasion until there are more hostages released? Fact of the matter is we know what's going on here. When it is off the cuff, there is an, a natural, this is a natural occurrence, response that is more in tune with their actual belief and thoughts. They realize, though, this is the, as we call it, saying the quiet, loud, the quiet part out loud. Like there are certain things you believe that you're not really supposed to say, and they're saying those things, and they have to backtrack. And right now, the default is, well, they misunderstood your question. It's probably the fault of those asking the questions. You need to be more clear. Meanwhile, the White House is holding wellness meetings for Muslim, Arab, and Palestinian aides. See, some of the anti-Semitic members of the White House are feeling triggered. In fact, one just flat out left, resigned. Uh, apparently, in an attempt to stop more of the anti-Semitic members of the White House from leaving, they're going to hold listening sessions so that they can get all of their anti-Semitic thoughts out in a safe space where they don't have to feel judged or triggered for holding the perfectly normal view that Jews are horrible and should be driven from the river into the sea. The White House senior staff, senior staff, reportedly held, according to Breitbart, wellness meetings for aides who may be struggling with Israel defending itself against terrorism. The meetings, which were listed at listening sessions, featured serious discussions about the war and its impact on White House aides. Eight officials revealed to Politico. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan conducted one virtual wellness check staff meeting on October 13th, where about 100 staffers attended. You think maybe there's an anti-Semitic problem in the White House where you have 100 staffers for one of the meetings attend because they're triggered and uncomfortable with the fact that we are, quote, supporting Israel's right to defend itself against terrorism? You know, it's gotten to the point here. There's a story. Um, I don't know if you're familiar. Eh, where is it here? Oh, for Pete's sakes. He's a, a playwright, Mamet, I think is his name. He's, he's long been a very extreme left-wing activist, and he's just flat out at this point saying, uh, Jewish people, let's all just, can we stop voting for Democrats? I think it's clear at this point, this is not in our best interest. I'll find that story. 
and then also this absurd and, again, transparent attempt by the media to portray the terrorists as not as bad as we're making them out to be. There was, a, you know, one, they're releasing hostages, which show that somewhere there's a heart. And one of the, the most recent hostage, which is elderly, as she was being released, she sort of like grabbed and shook the hand of, uh, of uh, as uh, oftentimes an elderly person will do, sort of a, just a hand grab of one of the terrorists as she was being released. And, oh, look at this. You have CNN talking about how, uh, you know, apparently the, they were so well taken care of. The, the tunnels were even air conditioned. They had all the supplies they needed. There is this attempt to humanize the terrorists. Now, what they, of course, fail to recognize is they note that, well, of course, she talked about how they beat her to the point that she's had difficulty breathing. She noted that some of them were polite to her, and they are focusing on that in order to soften people's hard hearts towards the terrorists. So we kind of forget about what led to all of this. Also, the fact that the terrorists still have her husband might, if you were actual curious journalists, suggest that she might potentially be very careful with her words, given that her husband is still in the hands of the terrorists she's being asked to comment on. Oh, but not to outlets like CNN and MSNBC. It's almost a refreshing look. The human side of terrorism. Maybe we could have on Sunday one of those long-form human interest pieces about, you know, the terrorists, but who really are they? <laughs> Playwright David Mamet urges Jews to stop supporting Democrats, sending kids to anti-Semitic colleges. And I, I'm telling you, the universities in particular, and we're, of course we're seeing the, the public schools slowly but surely as well. It's all relative, the speed component to this. Being turned into these indoctrination centers that are about indoctrinating them into seeing people in silos of class, Pinning the, pitting them and dividing them against one another, telling certain groups that these groups over here are privileged, these are the bad guys, you're the victims, whether that is done in the Middle East with the, uh, the Muslim kids regarding the Jews, or it's done in our own public schools with kids of color versus white kids. It's all the same evil. It is all the same evil. And by the way, the lefties who think that it's somehow virtuous and what they're doing is actually a good thing by separating black kids from white kids and talking about privilege and so forth, uh, and you think that that's good and virtuous, guess what? The terrorists think what they're doing is virtuous as well. They think they're doing it for Allah. I mean, the, 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 you, want, you want to talk about feeling virtuous? None of them think that what they're doing is wrong. Your goals to divide are no different. Now, their way of going about it, a bit more extreme, clearly. But the reason that they are able to do it, the reason that they are able to have a level of support amongst many people in their community is because they have indoctrinated them from a young age. See these people over here, they're oppressors. 
That's no different than telling kids of color that, oh, see these white kids over here, they're privileged. It's the same evil. Just because it's a bunch of uh, wealthy to rich white people on the left teaching it, oftentimes, promoting it, supporting it, doesn't make it more right than people in the Middle East promoting it amongst their people. And the, on one hand, I, I do get frustrated that people are shocked that so many young people in these universities are coming out in support of Hamas and their efforts. It's frustrating because it's I, how do you not know that this is going to be the result of what is occurring? It is at least positive that many people are waking up and realizing this is the result. This is what happens. You create these sort of human beings. They want to portray these efforts of indoctrinating young people into seeing us versus them based on race and based on religion as something that there's no harm in it. What harm is it? There's no harm. I mean, look at the people teaching it, the awards they've gotten. I mean, clearly they don't mean any, anything wrong, anything bad. And so it is, it's almost, I think a lot of Americans, ah, well, it's benign. So you get a few left-wing, you know, you get kids indoctrinated into left-wingism. <laughs> the walkout that is planned today, universities across this country by students in support of the Hamas efforts against the Israelis, didn't happen magically. It didn't just pop on. Where did that come from? I can't even believe that this sort of thing would happen. Of course, this is what you produce. And this is why some of us have been desperately trying to communicate the dangers of critical race theory, the dangers of diversity and equity and inclusion, all of this, because of course they paint it as virtuous. Everyone who promotes that sort of ideology always paints it as virtuous. None of them ever say, by the way, we do this to pitch against each other for the purposes of power. They don't sell it that way. And there are, I believe, plenty of people who get tricked into believing that it is good. Well, if you're against racism, you support this sort of thing. And so well-intended people fall into the fold, believing that it's going to you know, turn into something that's positive. And that's why so many of us have been trying to warn. It is not, but you know what you end up with? You end up with college campuses all across this country with anti-Semites that have no problem and in fact feel virtuous, openly calling for an entire race of individuals and it certainly helps their cause that those individuals are primarily white. Seeing them as bad, seeing them as privileged. And fully believing that the elimination of those people are a positive thing. We've been through this before. You know, when the socialists were in charge in Germany. Maybe you've heard about the Nazis. 
The left is simply repeating the pattern all over again. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. Sarah Myers. Thank you. Beatles Property Maintenance. Beatles is spelled B-E-A-D-L-E-S. That is correct. And whenever an unexpected home repair pops up, uh, it can be very frustrating because, one, you got to deal with that. But two, you got to find a reputable company to come in and fix the problem. And that's why I love to recommend Bruce and the Beatles Property Maintenance Team. They specialize in basically everything. They do everything from vapor barrier installs, sump pump installs, bathroom remodels. Uh, They can help you with plumbing issues, mold remediation, uh, and the list goes on and on. So whenever you do have that unexpected home repair pop up, you can trust in the professionals over at Beatles Property Maintenance. You can give Bruce and his team a call today and you can find all of that contact information for Beatles Property Maintenance under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at ksgf.com. We mentioned earlier that uh, Fox News had said that Biden was going to be holding his first press conference since all of this started. And you said that you found on the White House's site that he was going to do a joint press conference with somebody with Australia or something. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, Michelle had texted in that she, her hope is that they just, hey, let him go at it. And, of course, just, you know, become his incoherent, angry self, probably yelling at people at some point. And it reminded me last night I saw this. It's not funny, but I saw an ad and it was on television last night. It was for like treatment or legal advice or home care, something that was targeting people dealing with a parent or grandparent that has Alzheimer's. And it was listing off the symptoms, you know, maybe you've seen this and that. And I'm like, they're just talking about Joe Biden. We see it in the White House. I I mean, it was, you know, angry outbursts, confusion, um, you know, asking the same questions over and over again. There were a couple of others. One of them, whatever, I thought, well, that's him getting lost on the stage. Uh, I, I mean, it was, I'm not kidding. Every one of the identifying markers that they listed that are saying, hey, if you are dealing with someone with Alzheimer's, this is what you're dealing with. They were all Joe Biden characteristics. Every single one of them. But we're still told that mentally he runs rings around everyone else. I think in his head, there may be like rings, circus rings or something going on, but it's not the sort of rings that we're told he's running around everyone else. He runs around rings on the stage. He's trying to figure out where to go. We've got news coming up in 60 seconds. Um, We've got a a number of different things in the upcoming hour. So all of that ahead, and we are streaming live. Facebook, 1041 Nick Reed, sponsored by Springfield Raps.